Hi, good morning, church. What a beautiful weekend, huh? Today I wanted to talk to you about wisdom. I've been really doing a deep study on wisdom and going through Proverbs one at a time. And uh, oh, it's really gotten, just grabbed my heart and made me so excited. I, uh, but I, I want to share a couple verses with you. We're going to be in uh, Proverbs chapter 9. That song we were just singing, we, saw, we were singing, I picked that for a reason. You know, Jesus is calling. He's calling softly. He's calling gently. But, you know, you, you, you hear in uh, Proverbs where it says, wisdom screams in the streets. Listen to me, you simple ones. Come and listen. I've got something to teach you. There's dangers everywhere. And this is what I, I want to share is, we're in a world that's full of danger spiritually. We're in a world that's full of danger um, morally and um, physically. But Jesus is standing there. He's been made our wisdom. I want to read this verse to you out of um, 1 Corinthians. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So Jesus Christ is our wisdom. He's the one that we go to. We, we follow his example. We, if we have an issue, we say, Lord, we don't know what to do. He's our wisdom. And the Bible says this. If any of you lack wisdom, ask of God. He'll give it to you freely. But you just have to trust me, is what he says. If you doubt, you're not going to get anything from God. But if you're like, I've got an issue and I've got to solve this. If you go to God and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. He's like, you're the perfect candidate. That's who I've been looking for. The ones who say, I don't know what to do. I can't figure this out on my own, but you can. You're my father. What do, what do I do, Lord? And man, if this world would just stop. We're on a collision course to hell. This whole world is uh, it's getting worse and worse, but they've turned their back on wisdom. But let's read chapter nine, and then I want to share something out of James with you. Now, there's the wisdom of the world. There's the wisdom of Christ. There's the Babylonian church, which follows the, the philosophies and the wisdom of the world, and there's the bride of Christ. And I want to show you the two differences. Wisdom has built her house. She's hewn out her seven pillars. She's killed her beasts. She's mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. She sent forth her maidens. She cries upon the high places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wants understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine which I've mingled. Forsake the foolish and live. Go in the way of understanding. He that reproves a scorner gets to himself shame. He that rebukes a wicked man gets himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. As for, for by me, thy days shall be multiplied. The years of your life shall be increased. If thou be wise, you shall be wise for yourself. And if you scorn, you shall alone shall bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous. She's simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat in the high place of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways, who, Whoever is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wants understanding, she says to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. 
but he knows not that the dead are there and her guests are in the depths of hell. So you got these two voices. You've got God saying, I've got wisdom for you. I have understanding, knowledge. I, I want to lead and guide you and lead you. But you've got this, you've got the world, the flesh and the devil saying, hey, come this way. This is sweet over here. This is nice. And most of the world goes that way and they close their ears to God. They close their ears to Jesus Christ. Um, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now think of that. When you think of the fear of the Lord, I've really been meditating on this. What is the fear of the Lord? Does God want me to walk around all the time saying, oh, he's going to hurt me? No, that's not the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is this. I take God seriously. When God says something, I tremble at it. And what I mean is, it's, it's like what I told you guys about the house that I was showing yesterday. I've been in homes for over 30 some years and I know a house. And when I walk into a house, I even went to inspection school and I, I've worked on homes and tore them down to the foundations and I know everything you can get into in a house. And I, we've been burned on houses because, you know, you find things later that you didn't know was there. There's all kinds of things. And when I walk into a house, I know almost immediately this house is going to cost you a fortune to fix up. Or I know, wow, the foundation here is great. It's all brand new electric. There's a new furnace. There's new water heater. There's new windows. Hey, it's all cosmetic. You know, you might have to put a new roof on it. But so I was showing a house to some young people yesterday and I'm, we went through the whole thing and we inspected it very thoroughly. And I even had Ruben come out and he inspected it with me. And I'm like, you guys, buy this house. It's so awesome. It's in the country. It's worth $200,000 right now. And, there, and he could have got it for 110. Anyways, but you know what? Young people nowadays, they won't listen. So, oh, I don't know. There's so much work. I'm like, brother, of all the homes I showed you, I showed you seven. And I've shown homes in this area, and I've never found a deal like this. God has just poured this in your lap. Nah, we got to give it. Well, you know, the house sold within an hour. So it was gone. But it's just, we need to sometimes say, I want to, I don't know. I want to find out who does know. Tell me. What do you think? He said, God called me to live here. I've got to live here in this area. So let's look for a home. But wisdom cries out in the streets. But you know what? Most people, they won't seek after it with all their hearts. They won't say, hey, God. And this is what it means to be simple. The simple are those who are humble. They say to God, God, I don't know how to be a good husband. I don't know how to be a good wife. I don't know how to be a good church member. I don't know how to relate to people that are lost. I don't know how to do anything. Without you, I can do nothing. I need wisdom. Help me. And so daily, they're at gates of wisdoms, you know, before Jesus Christ saying, Lord, teach me, show me. I'm yours. Lead me, guide me. And that's what Proverbs brings out. But the simple and the foolish, they churn their nose at wisdom. You know what it says? If you rebuke a scorner, he'll hate you. Think about that. And this generation is like this. If you show them their sin, if you show them the wicked way they're going, they hate you for it. You know how many times I've been attacked when preaching on the streets and I would just say, hey, the, gospel, the, 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 the word of God condemns this type of lifestyle. It'll destroy you. It'll hurt your family. It'll kill you. 
you know, these things are evil. Turn from it. There's a way of life. I'm trying to help you go that way. And they hate you. They'll curse you. They spit on you. I've been punched in the back. And you don't have, you know, you, you just softly, gently. And as I thought about the, the ways of wisdom, I was thinking, in the Mennonite church, one thing that I want to praise, and you guys know this is true, most Mennonite people are just laid back, they're humble, they're soft-spoken, they're gentle, they're kind, they're, they're meek. I, I've never met, I'm, I'm probably the boisterous one you've ever met, but <laughs> because God made me that way, because of the evil that I came out of, I have such a burden for the lost souls around me, and I have to be that way, I think, sometimes because of what I'm dealing with. I've dealt with bikers, and people in front of bars. And I, one time I was in front of a crack house and the guy came out with a gun. And why are you here? I'm here to share the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not a narc. And he had a gun. No, I'm not a narc. I'm here to share Christ. Okay, well, that's okay. And he walked back in. Without, you know, if he knew how much more dangerous I am to his business <laughs> than a narc would be. Because <laughs> if they get saved, they're not coming back, brother. <laughs> Anyways. So we're going to go to um, James 3.17. I'm going to close on that one. But you know what? A righteous man, if you, if you instruct him, if you correct him, if you reprove him, he'll love you for it. He's walking along and he's got off track a little ways and you're like, hey brother, where are you going? Oh, you're right. Thank you. I'm off the path. Thank you, brother. I love you for that. How many times I've had in a sermon or a, a word of God or, or just in prayer and the Holy Spirit will correct me. Why? Because he's my father. Let me tell you how you know you're a Christian. Does God ever correct you? Does he reprove you? Does he spank you? He does me. Sometimes severely. Laying in the bed and you can't hardly move. You're sick and like, hey, I got to talk to you about something. Oh, yes, Lord. I'm sorry I wasn't listening. Anyways. Um, the seven pillars of wisdom. They're in James 3.17. And I want to read them to you. Uh, let me get there real quick. And I'll close on that. I don't want to be too long and get in the pastor's sermon. Um, but boy, I got so excited about this study. I'll tell you, if you get a chance just to get again into um, Proverbs. You know, Proverbs is one of the only new covenant books in the Old Testament. The whole new covenant is hidden in Proverbs. The, the New Testament life, the way of life, everything's hidden in there. If you just stop and take it slowly and listen to it. So James 3, 17. I want to read the seven, the seven pillars. Now there's a wisdom that comes from, a, from a, um, the earth and it's bitter envying, strife, pride. It's lying against the truth, the Bible says. But, and it, if you have bitter envying, this is 14, and strife in your hearts, don't glory. Don't lie against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, devilish. Now think of this. People who always have to fight and have their way and protect themselves and they're gossiping and they're bitter and they're angry and quick to, they're, they're not easily entreated. All these attributes that I'm going to share with you real quick. It's devilish. 
It's sensual. Think of that. I don't know, God, when I fight with other people, when I'm, I'm devilish. Ooh, I don't want that in my life. And so we cry out, God, give me the wisdom that comes from above. I don't want to fight with my wife. You know what Zach Boonin says? It's hard to fight with a dead man. If I'm dead to my will, my, my needs, my everything, I'm dead. And I just want to live to love you and do the best I can to, for your well-being. It's hard to fight with me. He's like a mature believer is one that you can't fight with. That doesn't mean they compromise their convictions. Oh, no. It doesn't mean they won't stand for the truth. But they're not going to fight with you about it. They'll declare the truth to you in love. If you don't want it, it's like Jesus. Softly and tenderly. Here's the way of truth. But Lord, I'm determined to go this way to hell. Well, softly and tenderly, here's the way of truth. And I've shared with you before, God allows most of mankind to go on their way to hell. He doesn't stop them. You ever think of that? It boggles me. You would think he'd be, and he does say wisdom screams in the streets, but, you know, almost grab them and say, don't go that way. But no, God gives us free will. So um, the wisdom that's from above is pure. That's number one. Peaceable. Gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And I just want to go through those real quick with you. Purity of heart. Remember Jesus said, only the pure in heart will see God. And what does it mean? It means no mixture. You're a wholehearted believer. You are single-minded. I live to glorify God and do good to my fellow man, and that's my life. And I'm pursuing that with all my heart. It's pure. And God said, those people will see me. They will hear me. They will listen to my wisdom. Peaceable. True wisdom isn't argumentative. It's not quarrelsome. It doesn't strive, you know, to get your way. Yeah. You know, in marriage, this is the biggest test. I'm going to get my way or she's going to get her way, you know. But what if there is a clash? What if... Well, then it comes down to who's willing to die to themselves. And if it's an issue of a moral issue, then, you know, who's the husband is the head of the house. He's responsible to God. So if you if you talk it out and you can't come to a mutual agreement, then the man's responsible and the woman needs to submit. And that's the way God designed it, just like in a church. If we all talk about something, but our pastors say this is the way the Lord's leading us. That's the way we should go. God's put them in leadership. And just like in any other um, where God has given uh, authority, patience or gentle means you're fair to others. You're forbearing and courteous. You're not harsh or rough. Now, I, I have to pray a lot about this. You know, when you're on the streets and some of the dumbest, they say the dumbest things and they do the dumbest things and it's just, almost insanity. You're almost tempted to be harsh with them. And there's been times when I've, I've done things and I knew it was directed by the Holy Spirit. It's like one time in jail, the Holy Spirit led me to say to a guy, you, shut up, get over here and sit down in Jesus' name. And the guy did it. But he was full of a demon and the Lord set that demon down. And it was the Holy Spirit doing it. So, but, I, but this is different. I mean, you're being... Harsh, you're looking down at somebody, you're despising them, you're thinking you're better than them. That's not, that's not the wisdom from above. It's peaceable. It tries to make peace. 
I want peace in my home. Do you care more that the toothpaste thing isn't on or that there's peace in your home? Do you care more that maybe your husband, his clothes are not exactly like you want them to be or do you want peace? Think about it. It's, it's important. God says, I want peace in this home. I want love and respect. Patience. Forbearing and courteous, never harsh. Okay. Easy and treated. One who cannot receive admonishment and exhortation. Think of that. Nobody can talk to you. Once you've set your mind, they can't talk to you, can't be reasoned with. And a lot of people are like this. Even God himself can't reason with them. Hey, Balaam, don't go that way. Don't do it. Okay, well, they're offering me all this money and he ends up going anyway. You know what? He, he showed his heart. He cared more about money and things and power than he did about what God wanted. Full of mercy. Now think of that, full of mercy. Not just that you're merciful, you're full of mercy and good fruit. So you freely and cheerfully, you forgive from the heart, you don't judge and condemn others. You exercise compassion, you're good in all your ways, and in all times, you're trying to do good to others. doesn't matter how bad they treat you, you want to do good back to them. This is the wisdom that's from above. We talk about knowledge and wisdom and the fear of God. This is what it is. The character traits of God being birthed in my heart and my soul. This is what religion is really about. But most people are chasing the wrong type of religion. They're not trying to get this wisdom from above. Steadfastness is number six. Um, they're not partial. They're strong in faith in God and will not compromise their convictions. So they've made their commitment to God. I'm going to follow your word and I'm not compromising it. And number seven, and I'm done, freedom from hypocrisy. Now, the Babylonian church is all about outward show, what people think of me. But a true Christian doesn't care what people think of them. They care about what God thinks of me. God... I want to know how I appear before you. Am I working out my salvation in fear and trembling? Are you pleased with my life? Is there something in my life you want to change? Um, let the whole world wag their tongue at me. I don't care. I, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm pleasing to you. So that's all I have. And then, brother, if you want to come up.